Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and you're listening to episode 118 of the Sean Healy Tools podcast. So welcome to the episode. Episode 118 is entitled, What to Do with Boundary Violations, Part 2. This is a podcast series that really looks at providing tools and strategies for helping us to have the best quality Uh, personal and business relationships that we can. Um, This episode is a bit more focused, um, even though it's it's continuing on from episode 117, it's a bit more focused on boundary violations in the business dynamic. Um, I thought I'd do a little bit around, uh, you know, what what to do in this kind of process. Um, I've talked a little bit about before, and one of the things... um, Boundaries is an ever-emerging area. You know, there's some elements in our understanding, both in the business environment and in the on the personal front. Um, It's not easy. It's it's tricky. It moves. um, It's nuanced. Um, People grow up in different family systems with different ideas of boundaries. Um, Previous generations were not taught very well what boundaries were, so these are still emerging and developing skill sets, um, and as a result of anything that's emerging and developing, sometimes things are done well, and sometimes things are done poorly. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today regarding boundary violations was um, uh, looking at this in terms of um, the business context. Uh, what happens when we come across bullying behavior, belittling behavior, behavior that's that we deem to be really inappropriate, the kind of responses that I remember you know I've experienced workplace bullying and uh, it took me a long time to do something about it um, a, a long long time ago and I'm happy to say that when I finally did speak up about it it, it, it was uh, dealt with effectively um, but I didn't I stopped you know I, I was reluctant to speak up because the person who was bullying me was a friend of the uh, you know was in a superior position to me, and then also friends with the person that was superior to them. Um, so I was, I didn't feel that I was going to get the support, and then also I didn't feel that I'd been in the organisation long enough and that I was a valuable enough staff member. Um, and so through my own ideas about my value, um, and and I, I, I put up with it, and, and at the time I really felt like I needed the job. Um, so this is a very personal kind of episode in that regard because I know what it's like you know to I guess feel sick in the stomach before you go to work because you know you know the job was very fast-paced very pressurized I didn't feel you know it was a very it was an industry I wasn't used to um and then I was in a a a very um confrontational aggressive environment and I wasn't used to that either and then to top that off um you know, I, I was in a place where I felt 
I, I didn't. I, I had a different way of doing life to, to most of my work colleagues. Um, and there's lots of justifications as, you know, why we can talk ourselves out of, um, you know, setting a boundary and an expectation around what's, what's appropriate behaviour. And especially when we're not at the top of the dominance hierarchy. You know, I've talked about this in previous episodes that one of my musings of late is what's the difference between setting boundaries and maintaining boundaries when you've got sufficient power in the family system or you're the key decision maker or you've got sufficient power and you're the key decision maker in a business by comparison to when you are you know, in the one down position, you are not the key decision maker in your family system. You are not the person who makes the money. You are um, not the person who um, uh, holds the one up position and same in a business. You know, I've got people I've got to answer to. I've got to fit into a hierarchy and um, I'm keen to work my way up the the, the food the food chain, but I'm not there yet. Um so this requires, you know, boundary setting and what to do with boundary violations when we're not at the top of the food chain, um, when we're not at the top of our, our hierarchy. Um, this requires some strategy, some thinking and, and a little bit of eloquence. So um, we really need to have some clarity in our thinking and responding in order to deal with this. Um, the best. And that's not to say that you brush off the pain of, 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 of poor treatment. Um, you might need to find space to honor and grieve that. But um, how do we get to, you know, uh, again, I think I mentioned in the previous episode, the idea that if we're resistant to what's going on, that is another layer to manage as well as what's going on. You know, people shouldn't um, bully belittle and violate my boundaries in the workplace. Well, uh, I'm hard-pressed to say in my career as a business and personal consultant to people, um, I, I've rarely come across somebody who doesn't have a story about poor treatment in the workplace at some point in time or some horrendous boss or some horrendous co-worker. So the idea that people shouldn't do this, um, the reality is from time to time, people do. Um, and this is where, you know, the first layer of this is, you know, if I'm resisting what is, then that gets in the way of me coming up with a clear, you know, a clear solution. The reality is people sometimes treat us in really crappy ways. Um, and maybe that's intentional or maybe it isn't. Nevertheless, crappy treatment is crappy treatment. And what specifically do I do about it? So first thing is, I'm looking at my responses in this, you know, does this bring up guilt, shame, lack of worth for me? Because again, I want to explore what is what part of this is a genuine response in the moment, and what part is historical. Um, because I don't need the historical stuff. That's that's for your therapy session later. <laughs> you know, I, uh, this the way this person talks to me reminds me of how my dad used to put me in my place uh, when I was a kid. You know, so that's that's not relevant for now. What's relevant now is getting to um, getting to clarity. Um, around my response right now. Like I said, this is not about feelings mitigation, um, but we're finding an appropriate place for that stuff because if I'm triggered into old childhood responses, then this might mean I might lash out in overly emotive, overly aggressive ways um, that actually detract from my ability to get um, better treatment in the workplace. It might mean that, you know, 
people dismiss me or minimize me. You know, my hard work has now been mitigated because I was overly emotional in the workplace. Um, you know, are you entitled to uh, be outraged? Sure, but it doesn't help you, unfortunately. You know, have your outrage, but but do that with your therapist or your, your healthy friend support group. How dare they treat me, da-da-da-da-da. You want to vent like that, you go do that. You know, you, 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 you find an outlet where there's no professional consequence and then once that's vetted, you go back into your professional organization and you use organizational structure to your advantage. Um, so what are we talking about here? Well, the, the two things that are very significantly your friend, I think, in this area, and again, this is a, 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 some general principles because every workplace is going to vary. Every workplace is going to have a different degree of health. Um, the people that are in HR are going to vary in their level of effectiveness. So this is in no way, shape or form meant to be specific advice, just some generalized ideas that might help you. That's I want to be very clear on, on that. Um, but, you know, documentation is king. The moment you have a dynamic that you're not happy with, document the place, the time and what happened. Um, because the amount of times I've been pulled into organizations or I've been supporting people who consistently um, uh, dealing with problematic staff dynamics who who just they haven't there's no track record you know because it's very hard for an organization to deny um, their responsibility to you um, if if it's all hearsay and there's nothing documented a um, lot harder to wiggle out of it if it's there in black and white. It depersonalizes it and it makes it undeniable. So can't urge you enough that if you start to find you're in, in unpleasant dynamics, document, document, document. Um, and then as quickly as you possibly can, if it's safe enough to do so, then you call in a third party, a manager, um, uh, to um, vet the, you know, to, to um, report and acknowledge uh, what you think is, is challenging dynamics because you have to assess for yourself whether or not um, the, the person that has been giving you grief in whatever form that is, maybe they've been taking credit for your work, maybe they've been speaking to you in a political, uh, belittling way, maybe they've been making you the butt of jokes in the tea room. Um, you have to decide whether or not you think they're okay to approach directly. Um, have your documentation there, though, um, still, um, and you can have that conversation. But you're making sure you're doing it in a in a as as um, adult, uh, non-emotive way as you possibly can. You know, I want to talk about when you make those jokes about me. I actually don't find that amusing, and I'm asking you to please stop. You know, so we're not we're not. We're not threatening. We're not. We're not. Oh, how bloody dare you! We're not getting overly aggressive. You know, um, we're just very calmly saying, "This is what I'd like, please." You know, this this is not acceptable. What's going on here? Um, and some people, that's all you're going to need. And they go, Most, "I'm sorry, I didn't realize." Da 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 da. For others, unfortunately, um, that's not going to be enough. Um, or they'll mock them, but little, and and then you can decide whether or not the next step is to involve management. And and again, um, and I've certainly been in incidences where, unfortunately, even the management hasn't been safe. And the, and the best possible choice a person's had to make is to go. I, I think that I'm going to need to find another place of employment. I think I'm going to have to find a more respectful and supportive culture. 
Um, one of the things, however, that seems to be emerging is with knowledge of boundaries, with knowledge of um, appropriate behavior in the workplace and emotional intelligence, we are finding that it is becoming more and more difficult for people to behave in toxic ways in workplaces. That doesn't mean it doesn't still exist uh, and it isn't going on. Um, you know, it still is, but it's getting harder and harder for people to behave in inappropriate ways without that getting um, the level of tolerance an organization will have towards that is getting less and less. So we are moving in a direction where um, uh, it is, um, we're getting to the idea that, you know, um, it is equally important to have respectful, harmonious workplaces as well as um, profitable ones. Um, the two go hand in hand, and I certainly think that, you know, done well, this is very, very achievable. Um, and in fact, if anything, the safer I am in my work environment, the more productive I'm going to be. Um, so paradoxically, the safer the environment, the more profitable, in in my opinion, uh, businesses become, not not less. Um, because I'm, I'm comfortable to share my good ideas. I'm comfortable to take a risk, um, uh, to, to say, hey, here's how I think we could we could make things even better. But if we're in environments that are belittling or, like I said, we feel somewhat unsafe and our boundaries are being um, uh, violated, then, you know, we're, we're likely to shut down, we're likely to withdraw, um, and that's going to impact, or we're taking sick days, and all those things deeply, in that those things chip away uh, at the profit margin of a business. So I think it's well... Um, well within our interest to do this really, really well. But also the other side of this is sometimes what we're finding is an oversensitivity in the workplace. So this is why you have to be very careful that, um, you know, you are managing your outrage, you're managing your anger around the treatment, and that's why I'm saying you're finding uh, an appropriate place to let go of and process those feelings or the grief that and sadness that involves when people treat us like that um, so that we're not coming into our workplace as a response to somebody else violating our boundaries, hyper-aggressive and hyper-reactive because that then we can find that, you know, we're up on the same um, uh, disciplinary um, process as the person who started it, you know, oh, well, they say I violated their boundaries, but look at what they've called me in response, you know, so we're not, it's, we're not, uh, like I said, it's, you know, this is painful, absolutely, we're not mitigating those things, but we're making sure that we find um, a safe outlet for that so that this doesn't impact our professional career, um, and we're getting as clear as we possibly can on how specifically we want to we want to respond. You can seek the counsel of someone outside the workplace who's trusted to you, who you think knows a bit about these dynamics, just to help you get some clarity even before you approach HR or your manager um, or managers. Um, if it if it sort of gets to that where you go, look, you know, I'm not comfortable with with the way these interactions are going. I'm not comfortable with the way I'm being treated, and and now here's the documentation to support that and, and verify that these exchanges have, have happened. Um, can't guarantee that that's going to give you um, the outcome you want, but I think, you know, those are some ways 
that when we're in the one down position or we're not as strong up in the hierarchy, we don't have the same leverage in boundary setting as those above us do. Uh, these are some tools that can help. Um, documentation, seeking a skilled external third party who you can you know, work through and discuss the dynamic with, but it's got no professional consequence. Then of course, um, if the man we think the management system is healthy enough and functional enough within the business we're in, we're bringing that in. Or like I said, worst case scenario, um, we're understanding that we're valuable, that we, that we do, um, we don't deserve poor treatment. And then, you know, um, worst case scenario, if I need to look for a healthier workplace, then I, I, I get, I get moving on that. Um, because like I said, I think my perception of my value to the business I originally worked in, um, or lack of perception of value was the thing that held me back for a long time. And I, and I really, I suffered for a lot longer than I should have. I kept it to myself. I didn't talk to anybody about it because I was embarrassed. Um, and, um, it, it happens. So, you know, don't, don't try to manage it all yourself. Get, get some good, healthy external support or good, healthy internal support as quickly as you can and document um, because no, nobody deserves to be uh, treated poorly. And then, like I said, you have to make a decision um, as, as best as you can, you know, whether it's, you know, do I talk to the person directly because I think this is just accidental and unintentional. They just think it's funny. They're just having a bit of fun. Um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and talk to them first. Um, or do I go, no. This, this is not somebody I think it's safe to do that with. I'm, I'm best to involve a third party and then we have a three-way conversation or I'm only comfortable to talk to my manager and then they talk to that person separately. Um, this is where it gets tricky because every dynamic is different. Every business culture is different. But hopefully this gives you a few uh, simple guidelines that you might be able to use um, and uh, helps you... Charge your nav charge your way back to you know the kind of workplace that you deserve, deeply satisfying and deeply peace peaceful and 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 you know um, you can get back to enjoying your life, your workplace and your weekends because I know it really started to to wear me down after a period of time and it and it really impacted a um, you know my professional life, but also started to leak into my personal life because I was you know, I still had it in the back of my mind and and I you know I I, I should have spoke up sooner um shoulda coulda woulda um that's a learning and again uh be very compassionate for yourself too if you if you kind of go well i should be sticking up for myself you, you don't need to pile on to yourself um this is where we need compassion i'm doing the best i can in a challenging situation to navigate it um you know um this is your time when you need to be really um compassionate to self so there you go there's another episode um uh, coming to a close um, again, hopefully it offers some insight and food for thought for those of you who've been following along with the show for a, a long period of time. Thank you so much. Really grateful as you, as you well know. And for those of you who have just joined us, if you want to uh, continue to support the show, certainly hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, leave a five-star review as it makes e it easier for others to find this material. Um, and the show is also available on other podcast uh, mediums and at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. And uh, if you've got any ideas for episodes, please reach out. Let us know if I think I can contribute something or at least a few thoughts, then I'll, uh, I'll endeavor to give it a, give it a, um, I'll, I'll make an attempt, put it that way. Um, 
And uh, by all means, come and check us out on YouTube as well. Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series. Um, some similar themes, slightly different approach. Um, so, yeah, if that also adds to your knowledge base. And there are some amazing resources out there. There's some absolutely exceptional people contributing to the field of, of uh, human dynamics and helping us have better quality lives, more inner peace, more more authentic joy, um, you know. Um, so I would encourage you to explore as many resources as you can, and I certainly wish you uh, all, all the love and happiness that you deserve. Um, so until we're together with each other on a, another episode, thank you so much and bye for now.